our Bibles to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Probably got some stuff marked in Psalm 27, huh? Amen. You think that the people that went to slim jackets and two-button stuff were small? <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to button this button thinking, somebody was small. Yeah. Slim fit, double X. <laughs> That's an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we just won't button it. You know, it's pretty comfortable without a button. Might want to breathe later. <laughs> Glory to God. Psalm 27, verse 13. Everybody there? He said, I had fainted. I had fainted. In other words, I would have fainted. How many people could say they would have fainted? Aren't you glad that you didn't say, I did faint? Amen. You know, he could have been the one who said, I fainted. I fainted because I didn't believe. That's right. Amen? But this is a person, he said, I had fainted, but... You know, that's the way Christians always ought to be. They ought to be, say, be able to say, you know what? This came at me, but... Yeah, but God. Yeah. This came at me, but I had something more in me than what was coming at me. Amen. Do you know that? You've got something more in you than what's coming at you. Amen. Glory to God. And, and we serve a good God. Amen. And, and that's what he believed. He didn't just believe to see the goodness. You can't see goodness from someone that's not good. So you first must believe they're good before you'll see their goodness. Amen. And he said, I would have fainted unless I had believed. And he said, had believed. You notice, a lot of people, they're getting in the middle of it, and then they're trying to get faith. You know when it's time to get faith? Tonight. Last night. The week before last. That's when it's time to get faith. It's not time. You know, I used to, I used to just roll along, and my mom would tell me something every now and then. I'd go to church sometimes. And then when something bad come up, boy, phew, you put your face to the wall, and you get seeking God. That's, that's too late. Not that He's not merciful and He'll do some stuff for you. Amen. But that's you're in fainting ground at that point yeah. because your strength is small, right? He already believed. He was already in faith. He believed that he would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So it doesn't matter what's coming at him. He's believing the goodness of God is intercepting that. He's believing that no matter what else is happening, he's going to have goodness. Amen? Amen? And, and, and to believe that, like we said, you have to believe He's a good God. Amen. So we know we had some good teaching somewhere. Right. Amen? Aren't you glad somebody told you God was good one time? Amen. Huh? And you believed it. Right. You know, because there's a lot of people, and, and they'll even sing the song, God is good all the time, you know? And then they'll say, He, he, he left me out to dry once just to teach me something. God don't leave nobody out to dry. No, sir. No, sir. It, it, it is fainting ground when we're weak. Fainting ground when we hide our head. Anybody ever done the, the hide your head faith? The, it's called the ostrich faith. You know, they know something's coming, so they, their, their type of faith is stick your head in the sand and hope it goes by. Guess what? Your head in the sand, the rest of your body's out in the open. Right? When you were a little kid, did you ever throw the covers over your head, you know, hoping the boogeyman wasn't coming? But if the boogeyman was real, the covers weren't going to stop him, right? Uh, no such thing as a boogeyman. We're not fainters. Fainters have no faith. We're those that believe to see the goodness of the Lord and see it now. He wasn't just believing to see it later. He was believing. He said, I'm not just going to see it. I'm going to see it here and now. So he was putting a time limit on it. Amen? You know, a lot of people say, oh, in the sweet by and by. Sweet by and by, we'll see the goodness of God. No, you'll see the goodness of God here and now. Amen? Amen? Healing in your body, that's the goodness of God. The next breath you take, that's the goodness of God. Amen. And, and it's what we remember that will keep us from fainting. It's what we recall when, when I had fainted is coming up. It's what you recall. How many know you don't want to wait and recall how good the Lord is huh? after the bad's coming? 
You want to know how good He is before it comes at you. You want to know that He's going to give you the strength to get through it. You want to believe that He's helped you every time and He's going to help you again. Amen? Amen? Yes. Remembering is an important thing. Right? Yes. How many know that you want to remember good things before bad things come at you? Amen? Yes. We want to recall the goodness of God. Think about uh, this. Uh, look at um, Lamentations. Lamentations. In the, in the next uh, verse in that, it says, Wait on the Lord. Waiting is not fainting. Amen? In Psalm 27, 13, or 14, it says, Wait on the Lord. How many know if you're waiting on the Lord, you're not fainting? You know, a lot of people, they faint, and they call that waiting. You know, <laughs> they've, they've given up, they've given in, and they say, Oh, we're just waiting on the Lord to do something. We're in a mess. no. <laughs> No, if you're waiting in the Lord, you're in faith. You're believing in His goodness. You're believing to see His goodness. You're believing at any moment you're about to come out of what you're in. Amen? That you're about to come over what's been blocking you at any moment because He's a good God. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He'll strengthen your heart. He'll give you the strength to stand if you wait on Him. Amen? He'll give you the strength to stand. And then he says it again, wait on the Lord. In Lamentations 3.21, it says, This I recall, therefore I have hope. How many know fainting is, 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 a, is, a, uh, is, what, is what happens when you lose hope? Fainting is what happens when you lose hope. So how, how are you going to keep from losing hope? You're going to recall the goodness of God. You're going to rec- Think about David. What if he'd have got up, you know, saw the giant, and he couldn't remember the lion and the bear? Right? You know, I know God's done some good things for me. These guys seem pretty scared. And that giant's pretty big. What if he'd have started recalling that? But David didn't recall that. Remember what he recalled when he was standing there looking at the giant? He recalled how God had helped him defeat the lion how God had helped him defeat the bear. He was recalling what God had already brought him through, and which, which brought him over the giant before the giant ever got hit with the stone. He'd already whipped the giant when he got there. Amen? Why? Because he was believing to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen? He had already done it. And that's what, the, that's what they're saying here. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. When we recall the goodness of God, when we, what's it say that he's going to recall? Here's what he's going to recall right here. He said, I recall this, that it's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. And, and you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, they're just saying we've got to have God. No, he's saying whatever coming to consume you can't because it's of the Lord's mercies that you're not consumed. Right? If, it's a, if, if you got something coming at you and it, it looks unbeatable, you're wrong. You got God. Amen. You, you, you can't, you, because of His mercies, you're not going to be consumed. Amen? Amen. Other people being consumed. Things are happening. Bad, you know, what's it, a thousand on this, ten thousand on this side. It won't come near your dwelling. Why? Because of His mercies, we are not consumed. And what's he saying? Recall this. When something's coming at you, recall what's for you. All the time we want to recall what is for us, not what's against us. Amen? Because what is for us is much greater than what's against us. Amen? And we've got to keep those things in the forefront of our mind because the next thing that's coming after all this is the enemy to tell you what's against you. Not only is he going to show it to you, then he's going to tell you what's against you. Amen? But this, this is, they said, This I recall, therefore I have hope. It's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because of His compassions, because His compassions fail not. Well, what's He recalling? He's recalling things that can't fail that are His because God gave them to Him. He's recalling the love of God right there, isn't He? He's comp- the compassions. That's the love of God. He's saying, I I recall that the love of God never fails, and He loves me. Amen? If you just recalled that in a time of trouble, 
If, 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 I don't, you know, the doctor comes in and he says, we don't know what to do. And say, I do. God loves me. You know, I, I got this one. God loves me. I recall that He loved me so much that He sent His Son on my behalf and He healed my body. Amen? And, and you recall that. Amen? You've got to recall those things up in you that, that are already there. That's how you keep from fainting. Recollection. Right? Something comes up against you you say, you know, to the best of my recollection, I'm healed. You can even get that Jed Clampett look on your face. Right? Remember Jed Clampett? He, he, nothing, nothing moved Jed Clampett. <laughs> All right. If you ain't watching the Beverly Hillboys, that's fine. Huh? To the best of my recollection, I win. To the best of my recollection, His mercies have never failed me, so I will not be consumed. To the best of my recollection, it says in 1 Corinthians 13 that love has never failed and never will. And He loves me. Amen? Glory to God. And that, that's what we're doing. We're recalling the goodness of God in our life. Therefore, that thing that, that, that the devil's trying to magnify over that goodness has no power. Amen? We're eliminating the power of the enemy by recalling the goodness of God. Glory to God. You guys here? <laughs> His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And that is what he's counting on right there. The faithfulness of God. Your faith should stand and be grounded in the faithfulness of God. He's never failed anyone. He's never quit anyone. He's never been defeated, and He never will. Amen? His compassions have never failed. Do you know what? Because He's faithful. That's why His compassions have never failed, because He's faithful. And they're His compassions. Amen? His mercies, they're there all the time. You know why? Why you're not consumed? Because His mercies, His mercies are always there. They're never going away. Every morning they're new. Why? Because He's faithful. He's a faithful God. Every morning when we wake up, we know we serve a faithful God. Look at uh, Hebrews 10. You know what the last verse after that he says? It says, The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in Him. In Lamentations. What, what's he talking about? Not losing hope. If you don't lose hope, you'll never faint. Because you're always expecting the goodness of God. You're always expecting something good. Amen? Hope is that expectation of God's goodness. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I'm already happy about this. Hmm. He's faithful. That, that, that's what keeps us from thinking. He is faithful. You know, that's what in Hebrews 10, 23... It says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. And then it tells you why you can. Because, you know what, a lot of people think they're holding fast to it, but the reason they can hold fast to it is because He's faithful. Not because of what I've done, not because of how great my faith is, but how great my God is. You, you can trust someone like that, someone that's never failed you. That's why, that's why religion and the enemy are always trying to make him look bad. Why? Because they don't want you to call him faithful. Every time you've called him faithful, you've won. That's just truth. Every time that you've counted him faithful, you've been victorious. Right? <laughs> let, me, let me put it another way so it makes sense. Every time you haven't, you've lost. Right? Why? Because he's faithful. And if you don't count him faithful, he can't be the faithful God that he wants to be. Amen? And that's why we can hold fast to our profession, because He's faithful. Not just because you're great at holding fast. Right? <laughs> a lot of people say, I'm holding fast, so I don't care what's happening. I'm going to hold and hold and hold. And they forget that God's faithful. Hold on because He's faithful. That's why you're holding on, because you know you ain't holding on much longer because He's coming to the rescue. He's got you in His hand. He's holding your right hand. He's getting you where you're going. He's the good God. Amen? I mean, that, that's when you're... I mean, look at, the, look at Jonah. Jonah, in, in Jonah 2, 7 and 8, he said, 
he said, when my soul fainted within me. In other words, he was in the same place that this guy was in Psalm, that David was in Psalm 27. And he said, when my soul fainted within me. In other words, when I messed up. I mean, this is Jonah now. You know Jonah messed up. Huh? He was in some bad places. I mean, he's down in the, in the fish's belly. That can't be a pretty place. I don't even eat fish. I can't imagine being eaten by one. Huh? He, he says, he says, when my soul fainted, what did he do? He recalled. He remembered. What did he remember? He remembered the Lord. And he prayed to Him. That's what we want. We don't want to remember that when, when, when something bad happens, like if the doctor comes up to you and he says, you know, this, this may be wrong with you, and you say, you know, I remember this guy. He had that same problem, and that's exactly what was wrong with him. And I remember my grandpa had that too. And you know, that's probably a family. You're starting to remember the wrong things. You, that's how you stay in the fish's belly. Right? What if Jonah said, I remember I don't want to go to Nineveh. I remember I don't like those people. I remember I ran away and I'm going to run further. You know where he'd be today? Fish's belly. Huh? Why? Because he would have remembered everything that would not save him. Right? But when he recollected the Lord and his prayer came unto him in his holy temple, what happened? In the, go to 8. And Oh, well... We know what happened to him, but this, I read this verse for a purpose. Because what if he would have observed, what if he'd have kept his pride? Then they, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. You know, a lot of people get in that same position and they say, no, nah, I know I was right. I was believing God. I, I'm, I'm doing it right. I've got everything right. It's God's fault. What if, what if Jonah would have said that? Still in the fish's belly. Huh? Don't, don't. Don't look at what you've done to get there. Look at what he'll do to get you out. Amen. Thank God for Nineveh that Jonah said, Oh, hey, Lord, I missed it. I missed it. I shouldn't have run. And you know what he really was remembering when he was in the whale's belly? He was remembering about a God that he wasn't happy with. The God that was going to save Nineveh. Because remember what he said when he got to Nineveh and, and he preached to all of them they got saved. He said, I knew this would happen. He said, that's why I didn't go. Because you're a good and kind God and I knew you would save them. And that's exactly what he didn't want to have. He didn't go because God was so good. <laughs> and that's what he remembered about this God when he was in the whale's belly because he remembered how good he was. And he said, I know I can still call him even though I've messed up. We got a good father. That's how, that's how our kids ought to be. That's how our teenagers ought to be if they mess up. They ought to know they can call dad and mom. That's free. That wasn't in the notes. Huh? You got a teenager? Huh? You ought to know you can come to them. You messed up, you messed up something at work. You ought to know that you can talk to your wife. You met, you know, right? You ought to know that you can talk to your husband. You ought to know that you can talk to certain people, right? And that they're going to love you. And, and, and Jonah remembered that he could call on God. Amen. Amen? And he did call on it. And he was out of the whales or the fish's belly. We don't want to say whale because people, that messes up people, man. They get you, send you letters and everything. It wasn't a whale, it was a fish. It's in the ocean and it's big. There you go. <laughs> and glory to God. What, what are we going to recall? Will we recall how good God is? And the only way you'll recall that is if you believe that. What, 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 the, what the psalmist in Psalm 27 knew is that it, he was a good God. Therefore, he did not faint because he was believing to see what that good God could do. Amen? And at all times, that should be our mindset. That should be... Fainting is a heart condition. Right? Yeah. Believing is also a heart action. So if you're fainting, you're not believing. Right? you got two choices. Fainting or faith. Faith or fainting. You know, a lot of people say, well, I didn't faint, but I, I just quit. <laughs> There's a difference? I guess one, you're asleep, and the other one, you, you walked away. I don't know. Fainting and quitting are the same thing. 
And, and you didn't quit just on yourself. You quit on God because you didn't count Him faithful. Because if God said He would take care of you, God will take care of you. You know, I, I've done it. I know you guys haven't done it, but I've quit before. Right? So I know I was in faith. I, that must not be God's will. That's called excuse quitting. Right? Sure, I quit, but I got a good excuse. Right? And they also call it religion. Right? Yeah, that's not God's will for me, I guess, because it didn't happen. I don't think so. I think that you quit. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> Jonah would have fainted. <laughs> Remember Jonah? He'd have fainted. We were happy about Jonah, right? He'd have fainted. Abraham. What about Abraham in, in Romans 4? You know, the enemy wants to give you all the reasons why you can't make it, and then he wants to give you a checklist. Right? You, ever, you guys ever went through the enemy's checklist? Like, just say you got the symptom, say you got a scratchy throat. Well, the enemy will start with a scratchy throat and he'll say, How about your head? Do you feel your head hurt too? Because that's on next on the list. You got, you got your head hurt? Oh, yeah. Oh, headache too, huh? Scratchy throat, headache. Got a little fever? A little fever. Huh? A little fever. Number three on the list. Fever? Huh? Yeah, you're a little warm, aren't you? What about that cough? Huh? Nauseated? And, and he's going to keep going down that list until you say no. Huh? Until you say no. Until you recall something else at the top of that list where it says 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes I'm healed. Right? We don't need the devil's checklist. Huh? He'll, he'll take you through thing after thing after thing. And, and he'll, he'll try to get you to quit before you've started. Amen? He will. He'll try to get you to quit way before the problem ever started. Well, he'll either try to get you to feel too bad about yourself to even go to God, huh? Or get you in pride that you don't need God. Come on. Right? I got this one. I got it. How many, <laughs> how many of you got something without God, huh? I got it, God. No, I don't need I got this one. No, you don't got nothing. All right? The minute you hear in your, in your heart just a little bit of, I got it, say, no, it's because of His mercies that I'm not consumed. I'll recall this to mind. Therefore, I'll have hope. Amen? I don't want to hope in Dave. Dave's proven wishy-washy, huh, at best, right? You know, he could be really happy, and then it just not go his way. You know, that's the way the flesh is, right? Right? Like you pull the cereal out in the morning and you don't have enough sugar. That's it. <laughs> Can't even have sugar on my cereal. Forget this day. It's over. Huh? No chips with my sandwich. Why even eat? <laughs> the flesh is a well-known quitter. It is a professional quitter. It can find excuses that you don't even know are in you to quit. It will make up big stories as to why it's okay for it to quit. And, and then quit. Right? It'll, 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 your flesh will soothe your mind into quitting and, until you're okay with it. We, we should never be okay with quitting. And we should prepare ourselves in advance to never quit. And one way you prepare yourself is you continually put something to recall in you. Amen? Amen. When, when the Word comes out first, the devil knows he's in trouble. Amen? <laughs> Although he's going to keep trying. Amen? Romans 4, what we, we were talking about Abraham, weren't we? I got ahead of myself a little says, he staggered not, in verse 20, he said, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, or you could say it this way, he didn't faint and believed. Right? How, what, what happens right before you faint? And then boom. Right? But he staggered not. Why? Because he was believing. People who are believing stagger not. What, what are they staggering not at? The next thing on the list. Right? He had a big long list. You're old. Your wife's old. Never had kids before. Hadn't had kids for a really long time. Promise was 25, 20 some, 20 some odd years ago. Right? 
body's dead. Right? The devil had to go have a whole checklist for him. Right? He said, I'm staggering not at that. What? Because I, be I have believed to see the goodness of God now, here and now, just like he told me it would be, it shall be. Amen? It says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Right? Faith, our faith in God gives glory to God. Amen? You know, a lot, a lot of people think, well, you know, if that happens, you know, they'll think I did something great. No. God will get the glory. God will get the glory. Faith gives glory. Real faith gives glory to God. You know, the ostrich faith, it doesn't. Right? Right? If, 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 you, if you got that twinge in your knee and instead of checking it out to see what you need to believe, you put your head in the sand and hope it goes away. Okay, I don't like to go to see the doctor either. But how many know sometimes they'll just tell you where you need to put, where you need to put your faith? Amen. Right? Amen? Because, you know, we have people say, you know, uh, and this truly happens a lot, more than, more than people know. We've had people come to us and say, I can't stand up. I can't walk straight. I've got to go see a doctor. Something's seriously wrong with me. And you know what's really wrong with them? An ear infection. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ear infection. And you can actually buy something at the drugstore to take care of that along with the Word of God first, right? But they don't like to go to the doctor, so they walk around not straight for a long time. Amen? You see, <laughs> little natural stuff with the, you know, the spiritual. But, you know, there is a time not to stick your head in the sand. I don't necessarily, but I, at least I know what to do then. Amen? How many know if you've got a bill due? And you stick your head in the sand and say, I'm believing God. And I'm sticking my head in because I don't want to hear from that bill collector. Wrong. You're going to have a mad bill collector and no money to pay him. Right? You, you call and talk to him. Right? And believe for favor. <laughs> okay, I'll go over here. You'll have a mad bill collector. Trust me, I know this. I had a superior failing business. It was failing supernaturally. Amen. And I had to call bill collectors daily. But I got favor because I did. Amen. I didn't do it without direction, but I did do it. Amen. People say, ah, they won't listen to you. You don't know. They'll listen to God. Right? The anointing be on you to talk to the bill collectors. <laughs> Somebody heard that. It wasn't in the notes. It's free. It's free. <laughs> He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. If we stay that way, if we're fully persuaded, not, not just persuaded, fully persuaded. In other words, if you're fully persuaded, no one can talk you into leaving because the devil's getting ready to try. Right? Trust me, it doesn't matter how persuaded you think you are, you better be fully persuaded because now the devil's checklist is coming up. Amen? Let's look, let's look at a story about somebody that stayed the course. How about that? Let's look at Hezekiah. You guys like Hezekiah? Do you know Hezekiah's dad was a horrible king? Huh? He was. He built up high places and served other, made, made idols or things to other gods and, and took away things from the temple and, made, and gave them to other gods. You guys, it's a chapter before the one about him if you guys want to read it. Right, you know why I'm saying that? Because a lot of people use the excuse, my, my parents were bad, that's why I'm that, I swear I'm in that bad. Well, Hezekiah is perfect proof that your parents don't make you who you are. Right? Right? Because his dad wasn't a good king. He was a very good king. In fact, he was such a good king that he went backwards and took care of all the stuff that his dad messed up and fixed it back the way God said he would, should do. And it took years to do it. It wasn't just like something that happened yesterday. The dude had taken parts of the temple and taken them out and put them other places. Right? And, and, and Hezekiah comes in and fixes everything. Spends a lot of time, a lot of effort fixing everything. And this is in verse uh, uh, chapter 31, the, uh, 2 Chronicles. 
31. And he'd spent all this time fixing everything. And in, in, in verse 20, it says, And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah and wrought that which was good in the, in, and right and truth before the Lord his God. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God and in the law and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and he prospered. It sounds like somebody's doing pretty good, huh? Glory to God. Put everything back. Doing really good. Chapter 32. Right? How many know that this wasn't written in chapter and verse? Glory to God. Man, Hezekiah has done the work, is what we'd say. He, he's put the effort in. He's gotten everything back the way God wants it. And after all, I'm going to read this out of the NIV just because I like the way it reads. After all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, I think is how you say, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. After all that Hezekiah had done, the king of Assyria is going to come and invade us now. You know what we do when stuff like that happens? We say, God, I've been going to church. I've been reading my scriptures. You know what? I helped in the clean team last week. I'm on the parking lot team. I listen to Brother Moore. I mean, I write it down. I got notebooks full of his stuff. And, and I've done good stuff. And now, after all the good I've done, the king of Assyria is going to come and attack my country? You know, you know, people go, why? 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 They'll do it with conviction. Why? Why, Lord? Why me? And you know that it means nothing more than when you say, why? Why, why, why is really close to wham, wham, wham. Yeah. <laughs> if you find yourself asking why, why, why to the Lord, just know that I think that's what he's hearing. Wah, wah, wah. Because what's coming at Hezekiah is not as great as what Hezekiah has in it. Amen? Hezekiah didn't say why, why, why. Glory to God. Isn't that good to see somebody that's serving God and he doesn't say, why is this happening? He knows he lives in the world. And guess what? There's bad people out there. Do you know that if you walk through a field and you don't know what you're going through, you might hit poison ivy? Just because it's in there. Right? Make you want to pray before you walk through that field, wouldn't it? Amen. <laughs> but he was in the world. And it says that the king of Assyria came and invaded Judah and laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer it for himself. And Hezekiah didn't say why, why, why. And instead, Hezekiah didn't stick his head in the sand either. He, st he went back and he built up the walls. He repaired them where they were broken. He put them back in place. He, he, he put everything in place to do battle, to protect himself. A lot of people say, oh, I didn't just trust God. Well, that is trusting God. God's the one who told him to build the walls, right? Yeah, he's, he's one of, he, he, he wasn't doing stuff that God didn't tell him to do. And then, after he had done all that, in, in the next few verses, in verse 6, it says, He set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city. And he screamed and yelled at them, and, and, and spoke wildly in tongues. Huh? Did you ever notice, you know, something bad happens? Sometimes the Christians, man, oh, Lord, you got to help me get help. I need help. The Lord, I need help, 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 help. You know what? That's fear. That's called fear praying. You know how much, how much God can hear of that? None. He can only hear faith. Right? Even if you cry, at least cry in faith. Lord, help me. Help me. You know, cry in faith. You know, do something besides fear. I remember when I first started teaching Bible studies and stuff, and, you know, I was pretty young, and I'd hear somebody was in the hospital. Man, I'd jump in my truck, and I'd start driving. I'd, I'd pray in tongues as hard as I could. And you know what? I don't think I was doing anybody any good because I'm pretty sure I was in fear. Amen? People say, well, that's, that's just the way you battle. No, the way you battle is in faith. Right? Your first priority should be to get in faith. And you know what it says? That he spoke comfortably. 
Put this in the King James. I like the word better. It says, He brought them all together and He spoke comfortably to them. You know, I like that. I like that. You know, Brother Moore's like that. You go to Brother Moore, he's never, he don't get rattled. You know, I remember one time something pretty bad happened in the church and I run down there and I'm like, this and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's a big deal. And he's like, mm-hmm. So let's check this and let's check that. And I'm like, you know, you can learn from people like that. Huh? <laughs> because I'm out of breath running down the stairs and, and I'm thinking, somebody should be worried. <laughs> Has F.A.? <laughs> yeah. How come nobody's worrying about this but me? Because worry's not faith and we don't let it in here. Huh? I was young, okay? It was like our first or second year. Huh? Actually, I probably better watch myself. I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> You know, so we get a tendency, I've got to have an answer now, I've got to have an answer now. And you know, the Lord's sitting there saying, no, you don't need an answer yet at all. Right? <laughs> don't get out of breath, don't worry. Amen? He set them up and He spoke comfortably to them. He spoke faith to them. He spoke what He knew about God to them. Amen? That's what you want to speak to people around you when they're going through something. You want to be a good faith buddy? Speak comfortably to them. Amen? Amen? Help them to recall who they're trusting in. What's our job as a faith buddy? Helping them to recall who they are, what they know, what they have in them. Amen? It's not time to help. You know, the worst faith buddies want to say, yeah, ooh, you got that? Oh, ooh, wow, don't get near me. (laughs) that's your faith enemy not your faith buddy huh you want somebody says you know what that's it's not that bad it's not that bad you got people that change their whole engine when the spark plug goes bad that's not your faith buddy your faith buddy says ah it's a simple thing god will help you take care of that in no time Got a little behind on your... Oh, God can help you. He's got more than enough. He'll overflow. You'll get that bill taken care of and the next two ahead of it. Amen? What are you helping them do? Recall who they are. Recall who they serve. Recall the goodness of God. Amen? You're helping their recollection. Amen? That's what we're trying to do. And that's what he was doing. He's saying, saying, you know what? Be strong. Next verse, verse 7 says, Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't get confused and don't be afraid. Why? Why, why? How can he just say? He's not just talking. He's talking comfortably to them. Why? Comfort, you know what you can do? You can hear somebody who's talking easy. Why? Because they're not rattled. Somebody comes up and starts talking to you in fear, they can try to get you in fear. Amen? You don't want somebody coming talking to you in fear and then let them in. Next thing you know is, you know, oh, what virus? Huh, that virus? Ooh, ooh, that's coming? Man, we better get go out and get masks before they run out of them. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's coming. We better get two masks because you'll need a double mask for that one. Right? And be walking around in those masks. Right? Why? Because somebody else was already in fear about it. Amen? And he spoke comfort. He said, "Be strong, be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the king of Assy- uh, for the king of Assyria, nor all the multitudes that are within him. For there be more than that with us. More is with us than with them. What's he saying? He's speaking comfortably. He's saying there's no- nothing he's got's greater than what we already have." He could build his army up another 600,000 people. He still won't be bigger than our God. That's how you get people in faith. Amen? You could get in debt another million dollars and God still wouldn't be scared. Don't do that, by the way. Uh, That's not a suggestion. Amen? God's not nervous. You're not going to catch Him off guard. Amen? Amen. It's not going to come a day and say, Ooh, what? The king of Assyria? Now, see, I didn't plan on that one. How many people's he got? Oh, no. He's a bad king, too. He's the big bad king. No, God wasn't concerned, and neither was Hezekiah. Why? Because he was trusting in God. Amen? 
people that are trusting in God, what are they doing? They're recalling how good God's already been in their life. Amen? He didn't do all that stuff in chapter 31 to get God's attention. He did it because he loved the Lord. People that love the Lord are always in a good position to recall the goodness of God. Amen? Why? That's, you love him. When you love him, you're, you're, you're feeding off of his goodness all the time. Amen? And, and Hezekiah loved the Lord. With, he did everything he did with all his heart. You know, there, there's a key right there. Amen. You know, people that don't do stuff with all their heart, they're not very good help. You got you, how many people in here want some half-hearted help? Hmm? Nah, don't send me the good help. Just give me somebody half-hearted. <laughs> nah, no, no, no. We don't need it to be very good. Send me some. You got a second grader? They can play that piano, huh? Yeah, we don't need any good help. Send me half-hearted people. Get me the half-hearted bunch. No, nobody's looking for the half-hearted bunch. They want the whole-hearted bunch. That's what Hezekiah was. He was whole-hearted. So that when this came against him, his whole heart did not turn because he had no part of his heart looking somewhere else. People who don't wholeheartedly serve are always got an eye looking over here. Amen? They got an eye on God, but their other eye saying, okay, what's the other way? What, they're recalling the wrong things. You know, I remember this king, he had this very same thing happen, and, and their kingdom got taken. Well, what, what if Hezekiah would have been listening to that junk? Huh? They'd have been in trouble. But he wasn't listening to that junk. He was recalling the goodness of God. And he said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. More's with us than with them. And with him, with the king of Assyria, it's only the arm of the flesh. In verse 8... But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And he's got them all encouraged. Why? Because he's speaking faith to them. And the next thing you know it says, And the people rested themselves. What's faith do? Rest. What do people who have believed do? Enter into his rest. When you speak comfortably to somebody, you'll help them recall the goodness of God and they'll be in a place where they can get in faith. Amen. Then they can rest. Amen? Then you can rest. If you'll remember who you are, just like Hezekiah did, you'll, you'll enter into that rest. So no matter what's coming against you, you'll, you'll, you'll recall that he's never failed you, that it's because of his mercies that you've never been consumed, and those mercies fail not. Amen? And you'll, you'll hook on to that, and you'll never quit. Amen? You'll never faint. And, and Hezekiah didn't faint. And because Hezekiah didn't faint, the people didn't faint. Aren't you glad you have leaders? You got two leaders that are not fainters. In fact, there was times when we were building this that I wish they would just faint for a day. I, I felt like fainting. But you know what? They didn't faint. And when we were building Branson, there was some days that I wanted just a little bit of fainting. They didn't faint, did they, Jim? Well, they stayed after it. Why? Because they're not quitters. And when they hook on something with their faith, they're going to stay on it until it gets there. That's the kind of leader Hezekiah was. And because he was, so was his people. Amen? And after Hezekiah told them all this, the enemy left and said, we're defeated. No, that's not at all what happened, is it? It's time for the devil's checklist. Right? Oh, sure, you're not going to quit. Let's, uh, let's just check you out. Huh? What's the next verse? Uh, verse 10, I think, actually. Uh, okay, verse 9, I'm sorry. After this, did, did the king of Assyria send his servants... He didn't even go himself. That's how little he thought of this. He said, you know, I don't need to go talk these people out of their faith. I'm just going to send a couple of servants. That's what the devil does. He can't be everywhere at once anyway. So he just sends some little imps over to try and get you out of your faith. Isn't that sad that that's worked before? Not with you, with me. No, I'm just saying don't let it work with you. Right? I know you guys have never been talked out of your faith. Right? But I can tell you, don't do it. Right? You know, from my side. No, don't do it. 
See, he can't be everywhere, so he has to send somebody else. Well, the king of Assyria, he sent his servants to Jerusalem, but he himself, and, and the reason I'm reading this verse is because it's going to play at the end of the story, at the end of the event. It's not a story. I try to stay away from story because too many people think the Bible's a good read. The Bible's not a good read. It's the truth. Everything in it happened, and it's not a story. It's an event that happened. Amen? And after this, he sent the two guys to... Uh, he sent his servants. doesn't say how many servants, but he himself laid, uh, laid siege against Lachish, Lachish that, that city right there, and all his power... All his power, all his men of mighty men, all his armored men went with him. Amen? Uh, unto, <clears throat> went with him. Unto Hezekiah, the king of Judah, and all Judah that were at Jerusalem, he sent the servants, not the, not the other people. Remember that, okay? Keep that in the back of your mind. Thus the king of Assyria, thus said the king of Assyria in verse 10, Whereon do you trust? Here comes the devil's check checklist. What in the world are you doing trusting Hezekiah? Whereon do you trust that you abide in the siege in Jerusalem? He hasn't even attacked it yet, and it's already a siege. Hmm? That's the way the devil is. Where, what in the world are you doing with that cough when you have cancer? You haven't even been to the doctor yet, and he's got you with cancer now. What are you, what are you doing with that cough? You probably need a whole new lung. He's gonna. He starts at the top. What can he get you to believe? He's going to the worst, the top. He wants you to believe the worst. Amen? And that's what the king of Assyria he said. What in the world are you doing trusting this and, and staying where there's a siege happening? In other words, you're getting ready to get defeated big, big time. Verse, verse 11. Does Hezekiah? Oh, we got. We got. We've also got to discredit your leader, huh? Does Hezekiah persuade you to give over yourselves and die by famine and by thirst, saying, "The Lord God shall deliver us out"? You know what? That's the first thing that he'll try to get you to do if you're the member of a body of believers like this. Is the Moors might tell you something, and he'll say, "Why would you believe them? They've never. They've never done that." You know, I've had, I've had people come to me and say, well, they've never had children. How can they tell you about children? Well, because they're anointed to be over you, and God will help them. And you know how many children they have? You're looking at a whole bunch of them right now. And I'll tell you what, I've been the biggest baby of them all. Huh? They spent time with me in the diapers and, the, and the putting a bottle of milk in my mouth. Huh? They're getting us where we're going. But the, but the devil does not want you to have strong leadership. He does not want you to have somebody that says, trust God, and you say, that I can do this. I remember the Moors, they'd say, you go do that. And I'm like, I can't do that. I wouldn't tell them that. You know, I had pride. I wouldn't tell them. I can't do that. But you know what? I could do that. You know why? Because they said I could. And they prayed first. That means there is an enabling in that. Amen? God puts strong leadership in place for a reason. Amen? And if we'll listen to them, God will use them to help our lives. So the devil doesn't like that. So he's going to say, why would you listen to them? They really don't know what they're talking about. Don't you remember his dad? He was a horrible king. I'm sure he'll be a horrible king just like him. <laughs> Amen? That's what he's going to do. He wants to try and discredit Hezekiah. He's taking him through the checklist. First, you're under siege. You got a poor leader. If you're under siege and you got a poor leader, you're in trouble. So he's trying to see what they'll believe. Will, will you believe you're under siege? And if you will, will you know that you got a poor leader? So you're in trouble right now. <laughs> he said, well, what are you trusting in him for? He's telling you that God will deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria? He's nuts. He, doesn't, he must have forgot who I am. Yeah, because he's recalling who God is. He, he did forget who he was because he's recalling who God is. Amen? It, it, all, the, all the time, every time they hear this, you can see you can, you, what, the, what the people are hearing is don't be dismayed. Don't be, don't be afraid. 
there's more with us than with them. That's what they're hearing. Why? Because that's what, that's what Hezekiah planted in them. Amen? And now, now they've got something to recall. Amen? Verse, verse 12. He says, Hath not the same Hezekiah? Oh, we've got, we got to get rid of this leader. He's way too strong. These people actually believe in him. And, the, and then he goes, Didn't he take away all the altars, the high places, and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar? He said, That's nuts. We've got a million gods. You only got one. What's he trying to do? He's trying to say, he can't be smart. Why would he only serve one God? You're trying to make him look bad. That's the devil's idea. You know what? He'll, t- he'll tell you that you should, but Brother Moore could be sitting up here talking directly to you, and you say, well, he's just a man. He could miss it. He's, he's over you. Trust God that he's using him. Amen? And he's trying to get you to the next place. And if you'll hear the word of the Lord through him, there's more with you than with them. Amen? It'll keep you in the right place when you feel like leaving. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. You don't, let, don't let the devil get that on his checklist for you. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. What, what do they know? They're a man. They could miss it. They've missed it before. Their dad missed it. They're, they're from a long line of missers. Amen? You should do what you want to do. What are you doing letting people tell you what to do? You should do what you want to do. You want to be afraid? Now be afraid. They're telling you not to worry. You don't even care. If you can't worry, you don't care. That is a big lie. If you can worry, you don't care. Amen? He's trying to discredit the leadership. That is a ploy of the devil. If, if, if he tries to disgrace, say, so you know what? What's he know about healing? Well, with our, with our leadership, that'd be a bad question to ask, wouldn't it? Yeah. Amen. But he's going to try and get you to not believe something, right? Because, because this is what they're doing. And he wants you to recall something else, so he's trying to get what you're recalling out of your head. Amen? Verse 12 or verse 13. Know you not? Now, now he's got to talk about how big he is, right? You know, he's already told you how bad your leadership is. Let him tell you how good of a leader he is. He says, don't you know what I and my fathers have done unto all the people of other lands? Huh? Were the gods of their nation able to help them? What's he saying? He's saying, your God can't... Look how big we are. We're big and bad. Read the papers. Huh? Huh? Look at them. We've won every, every time we've went to battle against their gods. They trusted their gods. We beat them. What's he doing? He's trying to get you not to trust your God. Why? Because, well, they did. You know, they, were, they said they were trusting God. Well, what God were they trusting? Right? What's he trying to do? He's trying to get you to recall something else, something different than the truth you've been told. Amen? He's trying to get you to see the size of the mountain and forget how big your God is. Amen? Look how big I am and forget how big God is. If he can get you to magnify the problem above the, the, the answer, then he, then he can defeat you. Amen? Why? Because then you're forgetting to recall that it's through the mercy of God that you're not consumed, not because he's big or bad or anything else. It's the mercy of the Lord and his compassions that never fail are the reason you're still here today. Amen? If the devil says he's going to kill you tomorrow, he can't do it. It's because of the mercies of the Lord and his unfailing compassion that you're here today. And it's the same reason you're going to be here tomorrow. But why? Because they don't fail and they're new every day. Amen? And we're not going to, we're not going to believe any part of his checklist. Right? We're going, to, we're going to stick with our leaders. We're going to listen to those that the Lord's put over us. We're going to believe the Word of God that comes through them and comes out of them. And we're going to do the things that God's had us to do, recalling the things that He's done for us already. Yeah. Amen? I remember when somebody told us they didn't think we could get this church ready in time. You know what? Me and Rob, we didn't, say, we didn't, we didn't even blink an eye. We'd already done one. And we recalled that it would happen because thus saith the Lord through the moors it would open that day amen so what we believed we wanted some fainting 
just for a couple hours. Never happened. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 14. Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my father utterly destroyed? You know, you notice he doesn't just come out with just small words. You know, you can't beat me. I'm bigger than you. No, he has to say, who? It's like he's an actor. Who was it among all these nations that my father's utterly destroyed? He's like a, he's, like, he's trying to be, and this isn't even him. This is his servants. Huh? That could deliver his people out of my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand. You know what? It's not going to pay him to keep talking bad about God. Huh? The minute you hear some the devil coming against God, no, he just lost. Right? He's not going to speak against God because your knowledge of God is what you're basing this on, not his knowledge. Why do you want him telling you how good your God is? He's not going to do it. You believe the words you've heard. And that's what these, these people are sitting there listening to him. They're, 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 on, the, they're on the wall. And, and these people are down there shouting this stuff. And they're sitting there like this. And, and you know what? In Isaiah it says they answered not a word because the king told them not to. That's called listening to your leadership. Amen? Amen? You want to you stay in a good place? Recall what you've been taught about the goodness of God. Amen? Recall what you've been told to do. Amen? Amen. I have to listen to that one all the time. <laughs> to go back, okay, what didn't I do? What didn't I do? No. They're very easy people to work for. Amen? Recall these things. Don't recall what he's trying to get you to recall. He's still going through the checklist. Can I get you to believe I'm big? Can I get you to believe you're small? Can I get you to believe because I'm so big, I've whipped everybody I've ever fought, you can't possibly beat me? They already knew they couldn't beat him. They weren't counting on them. See, you can't be moved when you're not counting on you. Right? <laughs> Just get yourself on the right side of the road to start with. I'm counting on God. That's what Hezekiah, he said, I'm not counting on it. I'm counting on God. Amen? And so they were counting on God because Hezekiah said, we're counting on God, and they rested in those words. Amen? Well, I've lost my place completely. Where are we? 14? 15. 15. Now, therefore... <laughs> now, they're almost begging. Now, don't let Hezekiah deceive you. Please don't let Hezekiah. Just give up. What's he doing? That's what he wants right there. If you faint... He takes over without any fight. See, the devil knows if you fight, he can't win. But if he can get you to faint, there's no fight. Where there's fainting, no fighting. Amen? And that's what he's working on. And the last thing, they say, don't listen to this. It's wrong. Can I get you to believe it's wrong? It's, it's, it's like the last ditch effort on his part. This has never happened. No one ever has been delivered out of my hand. It, what's he saying? No one's ever been healed of this disease. No one's ever overcome that much death. No one's ever gotten that much mercy. No one ever got that sentence and got it, and got it taken away. No one ever. What's he trying to say? This never happens. And you're still sitting there like this. It's going to happen for me. Why? Because I recall that the only reason I'm here in the first place is because of His great mercy and because of His unfailing love. That's why I'm here. Because He's good and He loves me. And I would have fainted, but I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That's right. Amen? That's right. And He's got His last ditch effort in verse 16. His servant spake yet more against the Lord. Well, they're not smart. What are they trying to do? They're trying to say, ah, oh, he's no good. They're just, they just keep speaking and speaking. It's like, a, it's like the, uh, I hope nobody works for them, but it's like the people that keep calling you and trying to get you to buy something on the phone. <laughs> Telemarketers. Huh? Well, that's actually what they do. Go to verse 17. <laughs> they wrote letters. <laughs> he couldn't get them to go with the list. So they wrote letters. 
You know, they're bombarding them with letters and ads and emails and, and, and commercials and billboards. Don't listen to Hezekiah. Your God's not big enough. What can we get you to believe? And it doesn't matter how big his sign gets, he's still not bigger than God. Amen? He can make it as big as he wants. And he can tell you how great he is. And he will still not be greater than God. Amen? Send me the letters. I'll throw them in the trash. Amen? <laughs> He's wasting paper on us, isn't he? We already know how good God is. We're not going for the devil's checklist. Amen? I don't care. It's scratchy throat, I'm not having that. And he's done right there. Right? If he says, you got scratchy throat, say, well, you know, my throat did feel a little scratchy, but by his stripes I'm healed. Amen. You say, what? And then he's got no, there's nothing left of the checklist on that because you went above it. Amen. Right? Because he's going down it and you went above it. He's like, I don't know what to do. Well, you confused him. That's what Jesus did to him. He, just, he put the word back to him. He said, oh, I got nothing for that. Right? It's like that with that uh, chocolate milk commercial where the two guys sit on your shoulders and the bad guy and the good guy and the one guy sa says, it's good for you. And they say, what do you got? He says, I got nothing. Right? As that's with the devil. He's like, it's good, it's good, it's good. And the devil, I got nothing. Why? Because God's good. He's got nothing against it. No weapon formed against us can prosper. He's got nothing. Amen? When he comes to us, we can say, you don't got nothing. And then when he pulls out the checklist, say, that's nothing. Amen? We got a good God. He's got nothing. Amen? Verse 18. Then they cried with a loud voice, and they even spoke Jewish. They wanted them to hear it in their own language, right? In the Jews' speech. Said, please, listen to us. You guys got to be afraid. What they're running out of things to do. These people are sitting here like this. And they're, they're saying, wait a second, they're not afraid. We've told them how worthless their leaders are, how wimpy their God is, and, and we told them how big we were. <laughs> we're running out of ideas here. <laughs> they said, they said Let, I know, we'll, we'll talk in the Jewish language and tell them to be afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you better be afraid. That's what the devil's got. You know, as loud as he can talk, it's the Wizard of Oz. You pull back the curtain and it's Toto and the little guy. Amen. And a great big head that's nothing. That's right. <laughs> Amen. He's got nothing. And he, he, says, he says, you guys, we're going to scream at you in your own language uh, and to try to make you afraid and to trouble you. Why? So they because why? So they can take the city. Why? Because they know if they can make them afraid. So that's what the devil knows. If I can make you afraid and get you troubled, I got you beat. Amen. Yeah. So we don't do that. And these people are still sitting here like this. They're still just sitting there. Verse 19. Verse 19. And they spake against the God of Jerusalem. Big mistake. And against the gods of the people of the earth, which were the work of the hands of man. And for this cause, finally, Hezekiah said, I ain't listening to this no more. It didn't move him at all. It didn't move any of the people. And that's the way we should be. After all the checklists, we can say, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. You know what I believe? The Bible. You know who God's been to me? A good one. He's taking care of me. When I didn't think I was going to make it through, I'm still here. When I got sick, I got well. Huh? When I messed up, I got mercy. When I should have had turmoil, I was in peace. I got a good big God. And He helped me face the lion. He helped me face the bear. And it didn't matter how big the giant was. Amen? doesn't matter how big and bad the king is. And they said, we're going to pray now. Ha, <laughs> ha, uh, we know it's over for him right there. We're going to pray. Why? He's already in faith. He told his whole people, don't be dismayed, don't be afraid. And now they're getting ready to pray, and they cried to heaven. In verse 21, And the Lord... Now go back to the verse where I told you the king 
actually himself was a woman, Lachish, Lachish, whatever you say that, Lachish. It's like a Lachish. Huh? He, was, he was clear over in another country, right, another land. And, and God didn't go and strike the servants that were talking to the people. He sent an angel over to the camp of the king of Assyria and destroyed his army. Took out his leaders, took out all his men of valor, took out everything he had of power. That's what God does. He doesn't go and attack the symptom. He goes and He gets the root. And He pulls it right out from under. Why? Because He's a big, good God. And it doesn't matter what you think you're going through. It's not as big as Him. And you will not faint if, you're belie- if you have believed. Not waiting to believe. Not going to believe. You see people all say, I'm believing. Have believed. Get to that have believed place. When you say, I would have fainted, but I have believed. Amen? And that's where he already was. He had victory before this ever happened. And and by the end of it, God, the king, he's not omnipresent, but God is. And so he sent angels to where he was. (laughs) And and took out all the leaders and the captains in the the camp of the king of Assyria. So he had to return. Why? Because his list didn't work. He had to return in shame. That's what the devil does at the end of the list. I couldn't get them to believe their leaders were bad. I couldn't get them to believe how bad I was, how how big I was. Huh? I couldn't. I couldn't get them to do to, to, to any of my. I, I sent the billboards. I sent the letters. I tried to sell them on how, how how bad they were having it, and I couldn't do any of that. And he goes home in shame. Amen. That's what happened. And of course, he died. But you don't talk about God like that for that long, and expect to live. Amen. Our God is a good God. And He's on our side. And He's never forsaken one person. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's always for us. He's never against us. Look at Romans 16.20 in the NIV. This is what happens at the end of the list right here. Romans yeah, 16.20 in the NIV. This is, this is what Hezekiah said at the end of all that. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Yeah. Amen. He, he's putting him under your feet. Not just God's feet. He's putting him under your feet. What am I going to recall in, when the battle seems big? The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath my feet. Amen. What's going to happen to you today? Well, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath my feet. What's going to happen? Are you going to lose? What Was your leadership going to do a bad job? Are you going to, have to come against a giant bigger than God? No, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath my feet. We're victorious. We're winners. What we recall will will decide what we what we where we go, how we come out. Amen. What we recall. What will you recall? Will you recall? Like what it says in Lamentations, it's the mercies of God that I'm not consumed. I'm only here for one reason. It's because God loves me. He loves me. He gave his son Jesus for me. And he put me, he 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 put me up. At the right hand of the Father. Amen. Seated me together with Christ. And He threw my sins further than the east is from the west. And He's not recalling those at all. He's recalling that you're His. Amen. When the devil comes up to Him and says, Well, look what He did. He said, He's mine. He's mine. Yeah, but look how He's acting. He's mine. Huh? He's mine. That's what God says about everyone. He's mine. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath our feet. Amen? Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Whew! It's hot up here. <laughs> Glory to God. You got a song, Dave? I'll give you time to get your Praise guitar God. on. <laughs> Thank you, Lord.